Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Popping Off with Feel. Happy Tuesday, co-host. Yesterday was the Mondayest Monday that ever did Monday, but we are grateful for Tuesday, our favorite day of the week, an opportunity to relax, relate, release, and talk some shit, because that's what we do here at Popping Off with Feel. I'm so blessed grateful, fortunate to have the co-host that I do, to have the supporters that I do. Um, I got so many messages last week, so many words of encouragement last week, so many reposts last week, people who were excited that I had returned for season four um, off of my little unexpected hiatus. And it just reaffirms that I am doing God's work. (laughs) I'm doing the work of the universe. I'm doing what must be done, as law would say. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm always happy to be here. I'm always grateful for uh, this opportunity and this platform, and I never want to take it for granted. Let's get into this week's episode. You know, the great prophetess Elsa said, let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they gotta say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. Yes, I know that Elsa's not a prophetess and I know that um, it's unusual to use a Disney song to, to open up this week's episode, but letting go is important. And it's probably one of the most valuable lessons that you will learn as you journey through life um, to let things go. Specifically, letting go of the ideas that other people have for you in your life, letting go of other people's expectations of what it is that you're supposed to do or be. Um, I call it divorcing. You have to divorce yourself from the ideas that other people have, the dreams that other people have, the expectations that other people have for you and your life and your journey. Listen, folks, we only get one. We only get one opportunity, right, wrong, left, right, blue, black, up, down, uh, indifferent. We only get one shot at this thing. And uh, like they say in Hamilton, I, I'm not throwing away my shot. Don't throw away your shot. Trying to live up to something that doesn't exist. Um, I was having a conversation and I, and I, I, I was very transparent, as I always am, because I feel like we are most helpful when we can just let our guard down and we are better able to relate to one another when there's some commonality. And I think that we all can agree that at one time or another throughout our lives, we dealt with the expectations that other people have for ourselves and we were bound by that. And it was a lesson that I had to learn and that I learned 
later in life, but it was a very important lesson because it doesn't mean that you love that person any less. It doesn't mean that you respect that person any less. It doesn't mean that you don't care ultimately what they think about you, but you have to you have to let go in order to move forward in your journey because everybody's had an opportunity to to live their life the way they saw fit. And people make certain choices about what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. But at the end of the day, it should be your choice. I'm going to frame this in a context of a conversation. I was having a conversation with someone and I said that one of the hardest things, one of the things that kept me from having a conversation with my father about being gay, about coming out to him, about saying, you know, this is who I am and about being open about it was my father had an idea of things that he needed to accomplish in order for him to give himself the title of a good dad, you know? Um, Specifically, he said, until my sons accomplish these things, I don't know if I can say that I've been a good father. You know, bear in mind, my father knows that he's a good dad, but he just had this list of things. I got to get my sons through college. I want my son to have a graduate degree. I want my son to be married. I want my son to have children. I want my son to own his own home. You know, I want him to be well. I want him to be productive. And there's nothing wrong with having these ideas for your children. And there's nothing wrong with internally saying that if these kids don't hit these marks, because this is personal, so you can have that for yourself. There's nothing wrong with saying that until my kid hits these marks, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've done my job. I don't know if I've been true to my responsibility of being a good father or a good parent or a good steward. The problem is, is when you as the child internalize that list and now you feel bound by that list and you feel, well, if I don't do these things in this way by this certain time, that means that I am in some way contributing to my dad not being a good dad. And that haunted me because I knew that I wasn't going to be this heterosexual man with a wife and children. Didn't mean that I wasn't gonna have a loving relationship, didn't mean that I wasn't gonna have a partner, didn't mean I wasn't gonna have children. It just wasn't gonna happen in the way that he envisioned. And I, I struggled with that. And it wasn't until I made the decision through therapy, through conversations with others, where I was able to begin the process of separating myself or divorcing myself from his ideals of what my life should look like in order for him to consider himself successful as a father. Now, I'm not saying this to uh, to put my dad down or to degrade him in any way. 
quite honestly, I feel like I have one of the most wonderful fathers that anybody could ever want for. You know, I I don't feel like I'm lacking in any way. I think God did an amazing job making my father my earthly steward because I'm very clear about what parenthood looks like in a in a very um in a spiritual in a spiritual context like you know it for those of us who subscribe which many of my co-hosts do uh god is the father and our parents our earthly parents our mother and our father are stewards and their responsibility is to watch over us on earth that's what they do you know and so I'm very clear about that role in that position, but I, I I did feel like it was my responsibility to do certain things and be cert, be a certain way so that I could help my father achieve his goal of success in terms of being my father. And it, and it took a while for me to get to the place where it was like, none of this means anything. Like my dad's always been supportive. He's He's there when I need him. I can call him. We can talk about anything. Um, he's very loving. Uh, you know, he he can be critical in terms of correction, but that's what parents do. You know, when they observe things that they feel are hurtful or detrimental to your growth, um, it is their responsibility to step in and say, hey, you should take inventory of this particular thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But this idea that if I don't do all of these things on his list, it's somehow my fault that he is not successful based on what he views as success is a lot of weight to carry. Um, and we honestly live our entire lives or a very large portion of our lives trying to meet and exceed other people's expectations of of who or what we are or should be or should become or or what we should do and it's probably one of the it's one of the most unhealthy things that we could do um it's not easy it's not easy at all to begin to separate yourself and divorce yourself from other other people's expectations of who you should be and how you should operate but it's essential it's essential the weight is too much to carry um, when you couple it with your own expectations of who and what you want to be and let's be real we're extremely hard on ourselves even at our best we can find things that we didn't do right we can find instances where we didn't give the 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 very our very best our our 100 um where we we you know where we flew at half staff <laughs> where we 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 gave the least amount of effort to get uh whatever result we needed for that particular moment we're hard on ourselves we're tough on ourselves um, there's a lot of pressure as as black folks as black men, as Christians, to do and be 
a lot of weight that we carry. And um, it's very hurtful to us as individuals, but it's also hurtful to the body in terms of the community that we have such stringent and uh, uncompromising and unforgiving expectations of ourselves. Um, And that's why we need to let it go. And it's so funny because I knew earlier uh, when I was kind of mapping in my mind what I wanted to talk about, about letting go. And a lot of this um, was inspired by a conversation that I had with someone that I love very dearly about letting it go. And that was my advice to them. It was, I've been where you were. I've been where you are. Um, This is that whole concept of uh, beginner, intermediate, expert in terms of experiences. I've been where you, where you currently are. I've been in a place where I have been very hard on myself based on other people's expectations of me or what I thought they were, you know, or how I thought that they would react if I was just honest with them about how I felt or what I was thinking. Um, And it's the greatest disservice that we can do to ourselves to focus so much energy and intention on what other people think, what other people want, what other people expect, instead of focusing on what it is we want, what we think and what we expect for ourselves. Um, And that's why we got to let it go. And we have to be a little more forgiving and we have to extend to ourselves the same grace that we extend to others. You know, it's, it's easy to forgive other people before we forgive ourselves. As hard as forgiveness is, because forgiveness is a tough concept. And it's a tough concept because there are these, I would say, ideological differences about what forgiveness means, (laughs) what it truly means. Um, And some people expect that forgiveness comes with something else. Like you can't just forgive me. You have to forgive me. And you also have to offer space. You have to uh, allow me to occupy space in your life. You also have to let me in. You also have to give me a second chance. And that's not what forgiveness means at all. Uh, that's not even really how it works. And as difficult as it is for us to get to a place where we're willing to forgive other people, we'll forgive other people and still not forgive ourselves. Um, we will still be our toughest critic uh, will still grade ourselves and our experiences on the harshest of rubrics and guidelines and I am I implore you anybody who's listening anybody who's dealing with this anybody who struggled with this or struggling with this to extend a little more grace to yourselves and begin to let go of those things that you really don't have any control over how someone thinks, how someone feels, what someone's idea of of who you are and what you are and how you should be. You know, I, I think RuPaul says it best, what other folks think about you ain't none of your damn business. And if you 
allow yourself to only focus on what other folks think about you, specifically about you and your life and your journey and what it is you're doing, you will constantly be in a space where you're spinning your wheels and you're trying to figure out what the fuck. <laughs> like it's it's literally just that simple. Um, and another effort to be transparent. Uh, dating, for lack of a better word, as a young gay black man was very difficult. It's very difficult because I had an idea about how things should be and how things should go. And when you encounter different people, uh, they tell you that your way of thinking is wrong or, or, or unrealistic. And I found myself in a lot of situations that were not only dangerous, but very, very, very unhealthy to my spiritual being um, and my emotional being and my psychological being, which I guess are connected, emotional and psychological being. But I, I found myself in a lot of spaces that were, were that were damning because I was trying to live up to this expectation of of what I should be and how I should be and how I should present. And all of those people that I can think of that I still am connected to in some proximity, you know, you, you know, people that I've seen around or people that I've run into, our paths have crossed in some ways, in some way over the years. None of those people who had all of these unrealistic expectations about who I should be and how I should present, how I should act, what I should do and how I should do it are in anything substantial. All of the things that they said that they needed or wanted or all of the things that I had to be in order to fit what they want, they still don't have those things. So if I continue to spin my wheels trying to be something I'm not trying to be something you want trying to live up to this expectation of how you think I should act and function and operate I would I'd be out of my goddamn mind and probably unhappy and probably still wanting for something more something substantive something real something honest And so that's just one of the things that I think about in terms of just trying to be true to myself uh, and operate in a space that best serves me. So I encourage you, this isn't a long post or a long podcast, not a long episode, just something that was on my heart that I wanted to talk about because it really it really got me to thinking last night, you know, it, it, it forced me into that space that I once was in where I was really trying to live up to other people's expectation of who I should be and how I should be. And I saw myself in this conversation um, with my loved one. I know what it's like to be in this space where 
you judge so harshly who you are and where you are based on what other people said you should be doing, what other people said, where other people said you should be, um, and more importantly, what they think you should do or be doing or where you should be in order to fit into their box, in order to check you know, check the box off on their rubric in terms of their success as a friend, as a lover, as a parent. You know, one thing that therapy has taught me and life in general is that there is no easy way to live this thing. You know, um, are there some guidelines kind of mapped out about how we should be and how we should operate? Absolutely. Um, But life comes with an abundance of twists and turns. Uh, And some of us are built and equipped to handle each one of those. And some of us need a little more assistance to get through those particular things. And that's where grace for ourselves comes into play, you know, realizing that there are certain things that are just out of your control, certain things you can't do anything about. You can't help, you can't hurt, you can't harm, uh, (laughs) you can't assist. They just are. And realizing that that's a part of life, you know, it's, it's so crazy if when I started therapy at 25 years old, which is almost 11 years ago. I literally went into my therapy session saying, I'm going to be 30 in five years. And these are all of the things that I have not accomplished that I should have accomplished by now because this friend has done this and that friend has done this. And I've seen this and someone said on Facebook this and someone texted me this and I read this about someone else and I had all of these ideas about where I should be and I didn't even know if I wanted those things for myself it was just what I told myself I should be I should I should be done with my master's degree I should be in the 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 profession of my choosing I should be operating in purpose. I should have a great relationship, uh, you know, a, a great spiritual life. I should have been married. I should have a house. I should be working on building my family. I should have seen this many countries. I should have had this much money in the bank. All of these ideas I had about what and where I should be at 30 and when I think about it today at 35 almost 36 years old none of those fucking ideas about what I thought 30 should look like were mine none of them absolutely none of them it was something that somebody else said that I should be doing it's something that somebody else said uh I should have or shouldn't have it had nothing to do with what I Philip Cordell Holly II truly wanted for myself. And to be quite honest, 
at 25, I had no fucking idea what I wanted for myself at 30. I was literally (laughs) working paycheck to paycheck, trying to pay off debt that I had created for myself, um, just trying to live and, and, and trying to have a reasonable amount of fun be it with friends, be it on a date or or, or something. That's all I really wanted at 25. But I was overly consumed and bogged down and weighed down and pressured with all of these other ideas that were not mine about what life needed to be. And I I literally went in like a ticking time bomb. Like, listen, girl, I got five years to get my shit together. And these are all the things I got to get together. And I'm nowhere near getting these things together. And one of the first things she asked me, she said, well, who in the hell said, well, she didn't say who in the hell said, she wasn't talking to me like that then, but we've been, you know, we've been back and forth and at it almost 11 years now. So our conversations are much different, but literally she was like, who the hell says that you have to be any of these things, do any of these things, have any of these things by 30? Who said that? Who said that? And who is that person to you? Does it matter? And we began to unravel and unpack. And there were so many other issues (laughs) that had nothing to do with that. But I would say the crux of a lot of, of of a lot of the, the work that needed to be done was literally divorcing myself, separating myself, you know, having an annulment of sorts from other people's ideas about who I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be, or what I was supposed to be doing, how I was supposed to be doing, how I was supposed to act, and how I was supposed to present in the world. And the moment we began to do that work, and we began to unpack those issues, you now sit before the well-adjusted a therapized version of me today. <laughs> and I'm I'll be eternally grateful for making that that step, taking that step to literally sit across from somebody and just talk and just be and just figure it out step by step. And I'm still doing the work. You know, my sessions are are less stressful now because I am literally trying to figure out what makes me happy, what serves me, and what I need to do to remain in this space of being light, being fair to myself, being honest with myself, um, and not trying to do what what makes other people happy, or act a way that's acceptable to other people or do things the way that people think I should do things. I am literally every day trying to discover how to live life and to experience this journey in a way that is one, pleasing to me, but also uh, that pays homage to homage which is different from 
trying to do what other people want me to do, but literally paying homage to my ancestors and by ancestors directly, my grandparents, uh, for the sacrifices that they made so that I can be where I am today, literally living life in a way that honors them because that's still important to me. But honoring someone and their sacrifices and their contributions to your life does not necessarily require, I won't say does not necessarily require, it does not require you to be beholden in any way. I think that's the right word. To their ideas of who and what you should be. And that's the lesson. And I think that Once you learn that lesson, whoever you might be, you'll begin to walk a little easier because you'll be a little lighter. You know, I look at life's a book bag (laughs) and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we put in our book bag, in our book bags for the purpose of survival. And what you find is as you grow, as you journey through life, you can. There, there are certain things that you put in this bag that you thought were essential that really aren't. And so you begin to remove things, you begin to unpack things. And as you do that, you feel freer. You can walk taller, you're clearer in your mind. And so everybody needs to work on unpacking that, that book bag that they strapped on themselves years ago for the purpose of survival. Uh, we need to start taking inventory of what's in that bag because some of that shit we just don't need anymore. Anyway, I love y'all for real. Thanks for rocking with me. Continue to support me. Continue to write, rate, to like, to share. Um, get me out there because I want to do this more on a, on a much larger platform. I love y'all. Peace. Peace.